Welcome to Right on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. My special guest today is Tyler Spicer. Hey, Tyler. Hey, how's it going? It's going fantastic. How's it going for you? Yeah, it's been good, thank you. It's, it's really good. Awesome. Well, I'm delighted you're joining me today because we are going to be chatting all about the role producer plays in a musician's journey and much more. But before we get into all that, can you share with the listeners a little about yourself and how you got started in music? Yeah, for sure. So, um... That the shortened version of it is always been playing since a young age. Um, found a first love as an instrument in the bass guitar um, around 13. Dived into kind of rock music, pop music, all that stuff. Loved being in bands. Um, knew that that was kind of like the path that I'd love to take. You know, it's like a job that you can love and, and, and every day turn up and do that. Sounds great. Um, so then went out when I turned 18, or just before I turned 18 while I was still studying. I was always out playing, playing musical theatres, tours, um, doing as much as I could. Came straight out of that into uh, playing with artists and touring with different artists. Did that for a few years, played across the world um, with different people and found a love in, in country music, really. And that was that was what spoke to me the most. And then all through that kind of parallel with that, I'd always been interested in producing for artists, working with artists. Um, taking their songs to the next level, bringing something different um, to their music and working with them to help them develop. And then by the time COVID hit, you know, I I was touring and, and that all got cut short. I had no options to do that anymore. And I just thought, you know what, it's time to actually just dive into the production stuff wholeheartedly. I'd always wanted to do it at the end of my journey and kind of be one of those session guys who was always around studios and then finally made it to the production side of things. But that's only because I felt like that was the way that it was supposed to go. Um, and I chose to actually make it happen then. So then there, moved on down um, to the West Country, down to uh, Bath in the UK. Uh, I had a connection to a studio here, dived in, really got to, to grips with everything and, uh, and dove in on the engineering side of things harder so that I had everything together. And this is it. From, from then on, since you know 2020, I've been producing full-time, working with artists all over the world and absolutely love it. That's perfect. So aside from just getting the chance to work with artists and help bring their songs to life, is there anything specific about production itself that really draws you to that side of the music creation process? I think this is a, a funny thing to say, maybe. I feel like as a bass player, I was always almost like a frustrated bass player. I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more creative. I wanted to write. I wanted to be more a part of things. And I think being a producer allowed me to unlock all the textures and things that I was trying to mimic on the bass. So I would I would study artists like Yannick Isdala and, and people that really made the bass an instrument melodically, like play it like a saxophone and all these kind of solo lines and things. And I've kind of realized on the back side, you know, coming back around and looking at, reflecting on that, I think that's what I love about production is I can be creative in any way and I can suggest things and we can work together with artists, but I can also just suggest, hey, maybe this is a guitar part. Maybe this is a piano part. Maybe this is an organ part. And rather than be constrained by the instrument, I'm only constrained by my imagination. And I think that's really freeing. 
Yeah, I love it. I think definitely with production, it takes a lot of creativity and imagination. And for just from the songwriter artist perspective, when I work with my producer, I'm extremely hands-on and started to really co-produce my music. And it's really awesome seeing how everything comes together and getting to the point as a songwriter myself where I know enough about production to be able to articulate what I'm hearing in my head and communicate with my producer. Because I think production is a huge, huge part of the process. You have a song, you want to get it out on streaming platforms and on radio and all of that. And the best way to do that is through really imagining what that song should sound like and being creative. So even though there's a lot of you know, technological aspects to recording and production. I think that side of the process is definitely very creative. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that the thing about it for me is I, I try and to I try and take the technology away. You know, the technology is really only a way to make things happen. And if it makes it happen more easily, then I'll dig into that and I love it. But if I can, I'll try and keep it outside of that and just use it like a tape machine. I just want things to be recorded. I want the ideas to come and for the technology to facilitate that. And I think a lot of people get put off by that and, and they think, oh, it's just a technical thing. But, you know, production yeah. historically, it's just about having good ears and saying, hey, guys, let's try out this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's a perfect transition into our quote. So can you read that? Yeah, for sure. So the quote is, every track starts with a single strong idea. And that's from Hannes Beiger, I think. My German is not amazing. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> so what does this mean to you? I, I think it rings true. You know, I think, I mean, if anyone's ever seen my Instagram, a lot of the stuff that I do on there is literally taking a single idea and then moving with that, coming up with ideas from that one idea, whether it's a strong groove, whether it's a strong melody, or it's, a, you know, a song, like the, the classic is a song. But I think without any idea, I think it only takes one idea to spark something great. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And I think this quote is really true for any part of the music creation process, because from the songwriting perspective, we need to have a clear idea and a clear vision for a song in order to craft the lyrics and the melody and the chord progression to all work together in the way that we want those aspects of the song to. And then in the production side, when you're working with a producer and other musicians, it's really important to be on the same page. And so if you're able to share your ideas and listen to the ideas of others, you're able to communicate effectively and ultimately have that strong idea. So when you're moving forward and producing the song, you're doing it in a very smooth way. For sure. I think that's the I think that's one of the things like when you were saying about you're starting to dive into the production yourself and, and do more of that. I think you know, there's nothing nothing clearer than being able to express exactly what you are hearing musically because, you know, music is not well explained with words. Music is sounds and we use all sorts of different words to explain what music might be, but they don't ever match up. Your version of harsh might be my version of it's a bit, you know, bright, but not harsh, you know, and I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So what would you say your music production philosophy is? I think that the one thing that I try and stick by is is making sure that when people work with me, it's not like they go through the filter of me, um, but it's more that I try and join in with what their musical idea is and hear their influences, and then we kind of meet in the middle. 
So, I, I mean, I've worked in the past with studios where you kind of go through it and, you know, no matter whether I was working with one artist or another artist coming in as a bass player, it kind of sounded the same. Like, it, they had their ways of doing it. They had their sound. They had their thing all set up and dialed in. And it all kind of sounded the same, no matter who the artist was. Like, it was a stamp from the studio and them. And I try and be the other way to that. I know that many people have made their careers of having a sound as a producer. But for me, it's more about taking what the song is giving and then really diving into the emotion of that song and making that version of the song that the artist is hearing an even better version of it. So if it's an old school thing, let's super dive into the old school stuff. Let's get flat wound bass out. Let's get some drums that aren't super tight and punchy, but a bit more old school and resonant. Let's grab some guitars that are more vintage sounding, you know, grab some vintage amps and stuff like that. Let's do that. Let's really go with what the artist is hearing rather than what I'm, you know, what I would do. You know, my default things are like big smash, you know, smashy, big sounding drums and, and you know, my influences from when I was younger. But I love having an eclectic taste in music and being able to dive into other sounds and really gravitate to what the artist is hearing and hearing their influences in their own music. Yeah, that's incredible. I think you brought up having an eclectic taste, and that's really important for a producer because if you only work on the music that you like or if you're not open to really exploring other genres, then naturally you're going to consistently pull your own opinions and preferences into the song without really taking the artist's opinion into account. So I really love how you're able to bring your expertise as a producer to the song while also listening to what the artist is saying and how they feel. And that's exactly how it is with my producer too. And I'm very clear with the sound I'm hearing. I give him reference tracks. I'm not sure if the artists you work with give you reference tracks or not, but there's something we do a lot to get on the same page. And I say, okay, yeah, this one I want to lean more pop, this one a little more country, this one let's add some rock into it because I'm multi-genre too. So especially with me, he's bouncing around all the time with all these different genres. And it's nice to be working with somebody who lets me contribute so much and he is open to all these different genre influences because if he wasn't then we wouldn't be able to create my multi-genre music the way that we are and so I really love how you have the same approach of bringing your expertise while also listening to what the artist says yeah no absolutely like that's that's essential I've got to say like sometimes when I am giving reference tracks I find it harder because I try and dive too far into it and I don't go go with my gut I go with what's already in front of me um, a lot of this, I've got to say, like, I I think out of all of the tracks I've ever worked on, most of the time, sometimes I've even not listened to the reference tracks and I've just gone with things and then listened to the reference tracks after. And I think often if you understand the artist, if you understand the song, if you understand, you know, I, one of the artists I'm working with right now, I'm asking him to just, to, he's done demos with other people and I'm saying, hey, just send me the acoustic version of the track. And I find often just that acoustic version, the way that someone sings it, the way someone's playing it, tells me enough. And I draw on the influences that I think they have and share, listening to their their back catalogue and my own influences. And most of the time end up in a great play, space. I, I've, like I say, I've rarely ever had to go back or ever had someone say, no, this is completely in the wrong direction. But maybe that's because it's a little bit easier. I work in, I find it easier in a way. I work in country and Americana music primarily. And within those genres, there are kind of a set, you know, style of instruments that you're going to hear, a set way that, you know, there's almost like a pool of things that are appropriate. 
Whereas in pop music, you could go in so many different directions with so many different kinds of synthesizers, different drum machines. Is it going to be acoustic drums? Is it going to be drum machines? And in country and Americana music, Americana music maybe less so, but particularly in country, there are a lot of kind of formulaic things. And if you can lean into some of those things that you know are popular on the radio right now, you're probably not going to be in a bad place. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think you bring up a really great point too of being aware of different expectations for the genres you're working in because if an artist is in one space like specifically country and or americana and you want to achieve that sound to give their music a commercial appeal then you definitely need to be aware of the songs being played on the radio what's popular now to lean into that while also bringing a fresh perspective yeah totally that's the thing like uh, i never you know, when I send it to the mastering guy, I never want him to come back and say, oh, yeah, I've this is, yeah, standard country thing. I always want him to say, oh, yeah, this is, this would totally fit on country radio, but it's got this cool little thing or that sounds a bit different or a bit fresh. Um, and I'm always trying to do that, always trying to do, add interesting sounds, add interesting textures that, that make it country radio plus a little bit. Or if it's Americana music, just really digging into making it sound beautiful. But the vibe, you know, so much Americana music has such a historic vibe to it and it's about really digging into on that side a lot of it's the gear and the sound choices like making them sound like that straight off the bat making it sound like a cool old school record with a bit of grit to it because that's what it is it's vibey music yeah absolutely so after you've worked with artists for a while you kind of understand their vision and their tendencies and things they like and I'm sure it gets much easier to work with them as it has with my producer after we've been together for years now it's much easier than at the beginning but when you're looking to work with a brand new artist you've never worked with before what is your process to determining if this artist is a fit for you and what kind of conversations do you have with that artist before you actually start producing their music for the first time nice I like this question so the I've got to say there's kind of a balance of metric things going on as well as just connecting with an artist in a great way. So I'll always look to see where their current Spotify metrics are at just to see kind of where their career is at. Because for a lot of people, that's a really good indicator of, hey, are we serious about this? Are you investing money in this right now? Or are you kind of just like edging your way in? And that will change the way, you know, that will change the likelihood of it being a project that we can work on together. You know, I, I think for a lot of people, some people want to, don't have the money or the budget to spend at an early point. But once they get up to a few thousand Spotify listeners, I know that they're probably starting to see a return on this and feeling like, hey, we can go somewhere with my music career. Um, and answers like that, that's, that's a good signifier from a metric standpoint for me. And I know that we can reach out, we can talk about things, and it's likely going to work from a financial perspective and just in terms of where their careers at, where I'm at, and both trying to build our careers in the right direction. Once I've got that ugly business-sided bit out, out of the way, um, everything from there on is literally just about connecting with the artists, connecting with their music. And I mean, that's where I start. You know, It always starts with the music first, and then I'll look at the business stuff. Um, is the music great? Is, is there something there that can be worked with? You know, So long as the songs are there, as long as there's great writing, or maybe I could get a team of people around them to help them out with that kind of stuff. Maybe it's the songs there, but there's a few little bits that could be tweaked and, and made better then we'll dive into that side of things but most you know most artists i connect with over a video call see where they're at with their career where they want to go 
make sure we're kind of all in alignment. We want to go in, in a good place, what they're looking for, maybe what they've had as an issue with their previous producers, not specifically, but often, you know, just getting to know someone, they'll bring up, hey, like, I really like this, but uh, the last guy took, you know, a year to get one track done and I just can't do that. I need someone that's going to be a bit more on it for me. Um, or they want to head in a different direction, you know, whatever it might be. But yeah, I mean, connecting with an artist is the most important thing and making sure we both have a, a similar vision. You know, within the first time I hear their music and might say a couple of things like, hey, I'm hearing this and this and this, the artist normally feels pretty confident that we're going in the right direction. Um, and from there, it's just a case of getting the song down, um, hearing what it's like, getting it laid out. I do a lot of my stuff remotely, so I kind of do it as like a, a five-step um, process of them sending me a demo, me sketching that out, making sure they're cool with where it's headed, then get a guide vocal on top of that. Um, I'll then finish out the production, make sure everything is really supporting the vocal. Um, at that point, it's then up to the artist to head out, you know, either head out to a local studio, get a vocal tracked, or do it, you know, right in their bedroom, whatever they want to do, whatever their setup is, they can do that. I'll bring it back, process it, drop it in, edit it, make it sound a million bucks as much as possible. Um, and then that's it. That's the production process done. That's super interesting that you do a lot remotely. That was actually something I was going to ask you because I know there's a lot of different processes now. And because of how technology has evolved too, it's possible to do things remotely. And I think that's really awesome. I haven't personally. I always go to the studio and work in the studio with my producer, which is a completely different approach. So I think it's really interesting hearing your approach. How much communication do you have with the artist? during the production process? Is it more like they just send you a demo and then you do the production and send it back to them? Or do you have like active conversations throughout? The simple answer to that would be we have a good amount of communication before I do anything. And then I'll sketch something out. And I've, I've got to say, I've, like, I've never had anyone come back and say it's not coming in the right direction. Um, pretty much everyone is always, yeah, everyone has always been happy with where it's headed. Um, and then they'll lay down the guide vocal. I'll get the production finished out. And that's kind of it. We'll, we'll definitely have a back and forth and make sure, you know, when that first sketch goes back, hey, how are you feeling about it? Anything you want changed on it? Anything you're not feeling quite right about? Definitely let me know. Let's get the two weeks done. One second, sorry. Yeah, I think it's amazing that you are so open to making sure it's going in the right direction, even if you haven't had any major situations where someone got in was like, no, Tyler, this is bad. This is not what I want at all. <laughs> yeah. um, you haven't had any of that like kind of situation, but you are still you know, making it a point to ask them, like, is this what you want? Is this going in the right direction? And that's definitely something that, you know, my producer brings up from time to time, even though I'm sitting right next to him doing everything. You know, like, I have this one song on uh, my new album that's going to be a single next year. It's called Passive Aggressive, and it's, like, legit, like, pop rock, and I've never done anything that edgy before. And it was really funny because as we were doing it, he was like, he kept asking me, to me, how rock do you want this? <laughs> Are you sure this is what you want? Because it, like, was completely different from what I initially did as an artist. So I think it's really important when producers make it a point to tell the artist, you know, like, 
this is how it's going, but is this how you want? Because I think the other thing too is, I'm not like this, but I'm sure other artists are like, maybe a little nervous to say something, like if it's not going in the right direction, like if they're a little more, more hesitant, I'm not, I'll tell you how it is, but some people aren't. So I think it's really important to open the door for them to express their thoughts if they're not the kind of person who would just come right out and say something. Yeah, no, absolutely. And even in the studio, like, you know, I do I do a lot of stuff remotely because the primary genres and like the primary market for the, the genre I work in is North America and I'm not there all the time. So it, it makes sense to do, you know, make connections there, meet people and then do a lot of work remotely. You know, online makes that totally possible. But I love working in the studio and, and even in the studio, I've been, you know, I was in, in the studio the other week with, with a band doing a whole EP and you always want to make sure that the people in the room are feeling that. And, and that's something that I guess I miss when I am working remotely because I feel like actually one of my strongest points is my people skills and knowing the feeling in the room. You've got to feel what's going on in the room when you're kind of working in music and with creative people. And um, I'm very, you know, I will regularly check in with people, particularly um, in the studio when parts are going down, when different people, you know, often then other people will be playing things and I'll be making sure they're like, you're totally cool with that. And there's always one member of the band that kind of wants to say more, but doesn't say. Uh, and I always like to bring them forward, you know, in the room because they're always the ones that has a really good insight into the band and often is going underappreciated. Often that's a drummer or a bass player or someone in one of those roles where they listen a lot. As a drummer or a bass player, you spend a lot of time listening to everyone else in the band. And I feel sometimes they can be really insightful in bringing things forward. But yeah, it's not uncommon for an artist to be, you know, kind of overwhelmed sometimes by a producer and not necessarily open to say what they want straight away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's a perfect transition into another question I have for you, because from the artist's perspective, especially singer-songwriters who are recording authentic songs that they wrote, it is a little overwhelming. And what's for me when I first started recording, and I noticed, too, that when I wasn't extremely comfortable with my producers prior to the one I've been with since I started really releasing music, I wasn't delivering the best vocal performances and things like that because I wasn't comfortable. And so I think it's really important to create a very comfortable environment for the artist, especially if you're doing it virtually too, because you want them to feel comfortable with working with you. So what are some of the ways that you make artists feel comfortable working with you, even if it is remotely? For sure. I mean, I think that's probably the most important thing. Like, I say that to almost every artist I work with, um, whether it's on a video call or whether it's in person, like the most important thing is making them comfortable. Um, for instance, that's, you know, I, I think that's one of the most important things you can do. Um, the band that I had in a couple of weeks ago, they stayed um, overnight at the studio as well, just like in the, in the rooms next door, um, just because they wanted to be not going back and forth like that's basic things basic human things like that makes someone feel comfortable already like it's just being comfortable as a human being not necessarily just being comfortable musically I think that's almost more important than anything I want you know when a vocalist is in a vocal booth that's a big one for me vocalists often you'll see a vocalist and some vocalists love it they love going in the booth they love just making that booth their own it's their space like stay out I'm doing my thing I'm being, you know, laying this down. But other people hate that. They hate having that piece of glass in the way. And it's about feeling that out in the room. Does that vocalist actually want to be in here with me? And then we can just talk directly and we can just tweak and go through like that. 
you know, we can both pop headphones on. We can both be in the same room, hit record, do a couple of takes, talk about different things. We can be laying in lines and they can hear me just clear. There's nothing in way. There's no glass. There's nothing, you know, they feel comfortable. They're not in there just being told, hey, now you're in that box, go and perform. They're just in the room doing their thing. And I think that the same principle applies for remote work. It's about communicating well enough that people feel like they can one, be open and honest with you. Like one thing I'm trying to do a lot more now is is voice notes. I feel like it's very hard to be misconstrued with a voice note, particularly if you express in a in a way that is understandable and human and you know, you don't talk like a robot. I think it's very clear sometimes if you send a voice note exactly the emotion you're trying to portray. And particularly if I'm trying to say something that might be a difficult conversation, like, hey, maybe we should change this about the song. And you know, people get very not possessive, but you know, it every song is every writer's baby, um, an artist's baby, and you have to be careful with that and considerate. And if I'm ever doing something that could be seen as challenging or come across that way, I'll always send a voice note about it and make sure they know exactly how I'm saying it and make sure that they feel connected to me as much as they can and comfortable. Yeah. No, that's amazing. I love the whole voice note thing because you're exactly right. Something in writing can come off with a completely different tone, whether than you know, how you actually want it to sound if you say it actually like verbally. So I think that's a really great point. And something else I'm noticing too with like everything you're saying is you're extremely flexible, like with the vocalists and other areas of the process. And I think that's amazing because especially with an art form like music, it's not one size fits all. There's a lot of different approaches and artists come from different backgrounds and they have different needs and preferences and things like that. So as a producer, I think it's really important to be flexible and you definitely are. Yeah, for sure. No, that's, that's, I mean, that's what makes it exciting. Like being flexible and doing things differently every time is kind of why I'm, I'm into this. Um, you know, I, I love improvised music and I don't work in improvised music all the time, but I like the philosophy of improvising things and trying out different things and trying new ideas all the time. That's why I love producing. I love that an artist comes to me with a new song all the time and something different and I can go from one artist to the other and be flexible with it. I can try things in a different way, do things in a way that I maybe haven't done because ultimately I want to make everyone sound unique. And if I just do the same thing every time with every artist, it's not going to sound unique. You know, even you know, in the last two days, I was tracking guitars for some artists just to kind of overdub some stuff on the back end. And then I was working with another artist overdubbing stuff today. And I'm thinking, well, hey, I don't want to do the similar kind of thing to that. You know, that would be the easy option. And hey, that would get it done and that'd be quicker. And like, okay, that, that would be do the job. But is that the best thing I can do? And I really don't want one artist to sound very similar to another. I always want to try and keep people being separate, sounding separate, even though I'm involved in both processes. Yeah, that's amazing. So I know you've had an incredible experience as a producer so far, but I'm sure you have faced challenges. So you don't have to say, obviously don't say names or anything, but have you had any rough spots that you had to get out of and how did you handle that? Oh, always. I think I think it's part of being a creative as well. <laughs> like, the imposter syndrome kicks in. Like even today, today, today was a day that was a bit slow. Like it, it didn't go so well. Like I'm still working on the same track, thinking, hmm, it's almost there. It kind of sounds like a record, but it's not quite there. And then the like the last week, I've had you know success after success, and just quickly just got things out, and people have loved it, and it's been great. But that happens, and even you know with a day like this, it's been kind of two days now, and I kind of wanted to get everything done in one day. But sometimes creativity takes as long as it takes. 
Um, and it's just like keeping the imposter syndrome out and stop thinking, oh, this is, you know, oh, this is difficult or, you know, whatever. I know that I'll get this done and I'll move on to the next one and the next one will take half the amount of time. So I'll be fine. But um, I think one of the, you know, other than the imposter syndrome and that kind of stuff kicking in, um, I think one of the most difficult things I've come across is, 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 it's, it's more of an in the studio thing. It's more of a band thing. It's kind of the ego thing. Um, and a lot of producing when I was, when I started out, I was a bit too heavy handed with it. Um, and I don't think I was sensitive enough sometimes to people. Um, and now I feel like I'm a bit more sensitive, but in a way that's productive and that I can lead the session forward and that we can find an answer to a problem rather than exacerbate the problem. Um, so rather than pile more pressure onto somebody or, or just keep them going or whatever, I, I think the most important thing for me now is to try and find a solution to that problem quicker. And whether that's suggesting a simplified part, but, you know, bringing somebody else forward in the band or doing something like that. Um, that's one thing I've definitely learned, you know, in the in the relatively short time of doing it full time, um, particularly. But, you know, I think... Ultimately, I find the higher level of artists I'm working with and the people that are, are more super serious about what they're doing, the easier it becomes because people are less sensitive, um, less um, there's a little bit less ego going on, and they know that they want to get the result, and that's the most important thing is the result. Um, so yeah, those are probably my problems I've had. Yeah, well, I think everything you said is super insightful, and I especially like what you were talking about at the beginning, how you're a little stuck on one, but you will get through it like you always have. And I think that's just the reality of any kind of creative art. There are days where it's going to go smoothly, and there's some days that it's going to be a little more difficult. But I think that's because I like to say music is a living art, and it always changes. And depending on the headspace that we're in at a certain time and the project itself, everything's so unique and different. So our approaches and how we work and our productivity can shift as well. So I think everything you said is super fascinating. Just to wrap up, I have one more question for you. And that is, what are some final thoughts that you would like to share on how a producer contributes to a musician's journey? Wow, big one. I'm trying <laughs> not to make it the longest answer because I know it's a wrapping up question. Um, I, think the, I think a producer can be really important and I don't want to say that as you know I'm a producer hey I'm important <laughs> um, but more of a it's it's someone who can be I think if you can trust your producer if you know that you're working with someone that you can trust a producer is going to help you get to where you want to get a lot quicker than if you did it yourself it's so easy now to record everybody can record you can record with an iPhone an iPad like Whatever device you have, it's got some facility to download some kind of application and record with it. And you can buy some little gizmo somewhere and it'll help you record. And I think for creating your demos, for creating and sketching ideas, that is such an essential tool and it's so great. And it's great that it can, you know, it helps everybody, you know, even for, at the producer level, like being able to get your notes out, get things down quickly is amazing. But a producer does this every day and they are going to see problems that arise regularly in their music. Um, that they work on with different artists. And I think the one thing a producer can do is to get you to the result quicker. There'll be a number of times where I'll have a problem. And the first time I came across the problem, I'd be like, hey, I don't really know why this track isn't working. It just isn't working. But now I know 
hey, I've seen that problem before. Like all the parts are the same. There's kind of like the same thing happens all the way through the track. The rhythm is kind of the same in the drums and the same chord structure is exactly the same the whole way through the song. That's why nothing feels like it shifts. And what a producer, a producer can do for you as a musician is to say, hey, this idea is great, but hey, let's just switch those two chords there. Suddenly it's going to feel different. It's going to feel emotionally different and it's going to take you to a different place. It's going to elevate your song to a new place. I think it's being able to trust the producer that you have, trust that their their tastes are good, trust that they align with your tastes and trust that they're going to be able to help you move forward to, you know, move the needle forward, take your production, your music, your songs to another level, a step forward to where you want to be your end goal. And that's going to help you so much. I think it's, um, it's a, it's a scary step. You really have to trust the person you're working with. But a producer can really help you get where you want to get quicker if you trust them, if they've got the right tastes, if they're on the same page as you. It can only be a good thing. Fabulous. What a perfect note to end on, Tyler. It was lovely having you on the show. Can you share with everybody where they can check out your work and how they can get in contact with you for production services? Absolutely. That'd be great. Um, So the best place is kind of Instagram. Um, So that's uh, at Tyler Spicer Music. If you head there, there's a bio site link at the top of that page that'll take you to my Spotify playlist and things like that. That's kind of like the central hub for everything I do. If you want to get in touch with me, send me a DM there. I have a website. You can check that out, which is www.tylerspicermusic.com. But Instagram's the place to go. You'll see reels. You'll see bio site links to Spotify. And you'll see what I look like and what I do. So maybe you'll feel like you can put a name to a face. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for joining me. Listeners, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Tyler Spicer. And of course, until next time, stay Stay right right on track. track.